I was trying. Lord, give me right off the bat uh, when Tony called and uh, was kind of in a in a uh, unassurance if we was going to have church or not. Uh, and then Tony called and said there was a few wanted to have church, and those that didn't want to have don't have to come. We understand that. It's not that we hold any against anyone uh, not being here, but we wanted to be here. And uh, so we decided we were going to come on. Uh, but one thing that the Lord gave me, uh, and that uh, kind of first thing that came to mind, uh, was during all of this problem, during this past year uh, with COVID, uh, how it's really affected uh, the people uh, today, how it's shut everybody up, how it's uh, has cut everybody into their homes, and uh, how it's uh, hindered us in, in fellowship. Man, I can't shake your hand uh, anymore, and and, and that, that to me is 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 hard uh, on me. I want to grab your hand. I want to get right up in your face. I want to let you know that I care about you, but it's hard to do that now uh, because we try to be careful with each other. We don't want to make each other sick. Nobody wants to pass nothing from anybody used to I guess we didn't care about passengers uh, but now we need to be more cautious about where we spit on I guess but uh, we uh, need to understand this has been a trying year and there's good possibility this coming year is going to be trying uh, we're going to be in a in a trying year here well uh, the thing that came to my mind was Job uh, uh, was was Moses and the Israelites and we need to understand, I've had people tell me, and, and I think Keith has said it, that this is not of God. This plague was not generated in that of God. And I'll agree to that. We all understand and the scientists have, have, have uh, said that it came and that from China. Uh, and, and that it was man-made. Well, I want us to understand when Moses... Uh, that God told Moses and that go to Egypt and get his people. All right? Now, he told them, he said, I want you. I've heard their cry. Not only he heard their cry, he said, I have seen their affliction. It's not that God didn't know what was going on. It's not that God didn't hear what was going on. He evidently knew just what was happening in Egypt. No doubt. No doubt. Because he told Moses, I've heard it and I've seen it. And Moses, I want you to go back and I want you to help my children to be set free. All right, and, and and Moses was was a person uh, that was in fear for his own life. The only reason he left Egypt, uh, the, the, uh, uh, Egypt was that he was in fear of his own life because he took a life uh, that of another Egyptian, which you did not do. That was a, a capital offense. You was put to death for that. You did not kill one of your own. You can kill all the others. You kill all the Hebrew people you wanted to, but you did not kill your own. But he had compassion for a, 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 a Hebrew and him being, as he thought, he was an Egyptian. He had compassion. He didn't feel it was fair uh, what that uh, 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 Egyptian was doing to that Hebrew. And he stood up for him. I don't know if he meant to kill him, but he stood in defense for someone that couldn't stand for themselves. But Moses got punished. And it's like what we hear today. I mean, somebody stands up for the right, there'll always be somebody there to tell on him. There's always tattletales. I mean, they tattletales in your school. Uh, he's not in school now, so it's all at home. It's tattletales at home. But there's always somebody ready to jump up and, and say something. Maybe that's not true, but here it was. He did kill the Egyptian. He did bury the Egyptian. He did try to hide it. So he did flee for his life. But he stayed away for a while. And then God came to him and he said, Hey, you need to understand, I need your help. But the thing was, it got me that he was pretending to be a shepherd, which he wasn't, okay? He was, he was a soldier. 
you want to put it that way, he was raised to be a soldier. He was raised to be an Egyptian leader, uh, just like his soon to be, or he thought he was, his brother. See, they kept all of this in secret. He was hidden in a basket, remember? You know the story about Moses. Went down the brook and, and uh, I believe it's Pharaoh's sister, wasn't it? That found him and took him in and raised him as his own. So they was kin. Far as they knew, they was kin. Until it came out later. I mean, everything that he taught was and, and, and was uh, uh, trained was trained by the Egyptians. Everything he knew was Egyptian. He didn't know a whole lot about uh, the, the Hebrews, which he was Hebrew, but yet he didn't know a whole lot about Hebrew because he was never taught Hebrew. He was only taught Egyptian. But the Hebrew blood was there. <laughs> okay? The Hebrew blood, God's chosen people was there. God's blood within him was there. And it had to play out eventually. He couldn't help but protect that Hebrew because that was within him. That's who he was. Well, as he was pretending to be a shepherd and he was trained and taught to be a shepherd, he didn't know nothing about sheep. This, uh, uh, this father and his daughters taught him how to be one. And he became a pretty decent shepherd. But as he's walking along and uh, doing what he normally does and he came by the mountain of fire and, and uh, the roaring of a mountain and, and he was in concern of what that was and he said, that's God. Them shepherds knew who it was. Them daughters knew what it was up there. and said, that's God up there. That's God on the mountain. He said, I need to see this. Why? And they asked, you don't need to go up there. You stay away from her. That's God's mountain. You do not go up there. Why? He said, I want to see this. Why would you take the risk, knowing that's God's mountain, knowing that you might get killed if you go up there? Hey, that's God. You don't, don't intrude on God. That's God's mountain. He said, I got to see this. He was enticed by what he felt, what he was born within him. He could not help but go up there. He could not help but to go up there. For he was a, a Hebrew, an Israelite. He was one of God's chosen people. He had no choice but to go up there and see what God had up there. It was in his blood. That's the reason the others stood back here and said, I ain't going up there. Don't you go up there. I ain't going up there i got to see this side. When he gets up there and God says, i got a job for you to do. Who, me? Who, me? Why would you call on me? I'm just a shepherd. Hold on a minute. You're not a shepherd. I believe Moses was trying to integrate with God that he was not a qualified a qualified Hebrew to go and fight for the Hebrew children. I'm not what, as far as I know, I'm an Egyptian. He says, I don't know that I have the ability to be able to fight for the Israelites. But it was in his blood. <laughs> I mean, he came out later. They realized and he met with his mom and uh, that he was a Hebrew. But in his mind, he's still an Egyptian. But yet in his heart, he was a, a Hebrew. Man, ain't that kind of a, a torrent, a struggle. One fighting against the other. He had to finally come to terms of who he is. I think there's a time that we have to come within our life. We have to come to terms with who we are. We're either children of God or we're not. We have to come with terms of who we are. We're either lost or we're saved. We have to come with terms of who we are. And I believe at this point and uh, this time uh, that there was an inf a feeling and that of Moses uh, that there was a, a desire and that to see the Almighty God, uh, to see the, the thing that's warring and making noise upon the mountain. I got to see it. Because it was part of who he was. 
But there's so many times we deny who we are. We need to admit to who we are. I am a child of God or I'm not. I've been born in that of the blood of Jesus Christ or I am not. I am ready to meet Jesus. I'm ready to meet God or I'm not. See, there's more to Moses than we realize. I know the story of Moses. I've skipped a lot. But Moses was in the presence of God. Speaking directly with God. And God telling him who he was. You're not a shepherd. You're not an Israelite. You're a, you're a, a, a child of God. You're one of my chosen children that I've watched over all my life. God has never quit watching over the, the Israelites. He watches over them. And he hears their words, their cries, their prayers. And he's got a point. He said, I need you to come with terms of who you are. Could Moses do what he needed to do if he didn't come to terms of who he was? I don't think Moses could have done that. Moses could have never went and, and convinced uh, that his own people, let alone the Egyptians, had convinced his own people uh, that he was a, a messenger and that of God until he come to terms with who he was. So it's important we got to come to terms with who we are. Let's first figure out who we are. And then we can do what God would have us to do. He met with God on the mountain. He seen and spoke with God on the mountain. And in verse 8, Chris, uh, uh, Exodus chapter 8, Verse 1. I know I didn't get there. Chris sitting back there. He ain't never going to tell me. But you know the story. But I want us to look at this. It said, And the Lord spake unto Moses, Go to Pharaoh, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord, let my people go, that they may... Simple message. Now I dig and scrape and grouse for a message. He gave Moses one message. That's all he gave him. He first got him in, play, in, in the place to deliver the message. Moses came up with a lot of excuses just like we do. Moses gave him all the reasons why he couldn't do it. Moses gave him all of the reasons that he shouldn't do it. But God said, I know you can do it. God said, I'll help you to understand something. God will never send you empty-handed. God will never send you unprepared. God will never send you by yourself if he feels that you need help. He'll always have someone there to help you. And where Moses is excuses after excuse after excuse after excuse, finally God, God get aggravated. I mean, eventually God can get aggravated with you. People don't think God gets aggravated, uh, frustrated, angry. But I want you to understand that Moses came to the point he enkindled God's anger because of all of his excuses. Be careful that you don't give too many excuses. God understands you got questions. He understands that. I, I have no doubt in my mind. He understands when you have questions. I, I just don't understand, God, why you would send me. Why don't you send Tony? Uh, uh, Tony's more experienced. Tony's uh, had more worldly experience. Tony has experienced uh, more uh, uh, in this world that he could explain and help people. Other. Why would you send somebody that don't know that? We need to understand God does not ever send nobody he don't prepare first. And then one thing, he prepared Moses if he would open and listen to what he was saying. But he kept trying to bring up with another excuse. He did not want to go. I mean, we need to understand, don't feel bad when you question God because we've all done that. There's been times God wants us to go do something and we just, man, we bung up and say, I ain't going. We get plumb stubborn at times. I ain't going. I'm not going to do that. I just, no, I'm not going to do it. 
And it takes a while of encouragement. And God encourages a lot more than he, I guess, strongly encourages. But he encourages with that tender heart, that loving kindness. But he gave him one message. He said, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go see Pharaoh. I want you to tell him that uh, to let my people, the Lord's people, I want you to tell them I want them to be set free. And the reason I want them to be set free, I want them to go and serve me. I want them to come. I want them to be able to serve me because Pharaoh was hindering their service. Pharaoh had pretty much had stopped their service. They wasn't able to serve him anymore. They wasn't able to sacrifice to him anymore. And he said, I'm tired of it. It's time that they worship me. But then I got to thinking, the children of Israel has asked for God to set them free. That sounds like a good idea. Do you think? I mean, you're in bondage. You're in turmoil, trouble. Would you not want to be set free? Sounds all well and good. All right. But do they really want to be set free? Now, Clarence, what do you mean? All right. To be set free sometimes is to have to struggle. I don't know what they thought when they asked God to set them free. That he'd just come down and wipe everything away and they'd be able to walk away? Or did they think that uh, they would, God, Pharaoh would get a message from God and uh, he would automatically hear what he was saying and say, yeah, let them go? We need to understand sometimes it takes struggle to be set free. Sometimes it takes work to be set free. Sometimes God uh, wants us to endure certain things before we're set free. I don't know if the children of Israel realized what they was asking when they said, God, hear our cry. Well, he did. Well, God, I don't think you should do this. Don't tell me what I need to do. You ask me to set you free. Well, I'm going to do that. Well, God, do you have to do it this way? Wait a minute. You ask me to set you free. I'm going to set you free. And that God, God is going to set them free. But I don't think they realize that they're going to have to go through a period of heartache before they're set free. They need to understand who God really is. And I'm afraid that our country is going to have to realize who God really is. I mean, it happened in these days. A strong message was sent. I want my children free. But now, you got to understand, God's got a plan. God had already had set a plan in motion. He, uh, he, and, and he forewarned Moses in his plan of what was going to go on. He said, Moses, I want you to know something before we get started here. I am going to tell you certain things, and I am going to have someone there to help you. Uh, your brother's going to be there to help you. I want you to know that you have trouble speaking. I understood that. And I sympathize with that, and I'm going to help you with that. He said, what I'm going to do, I'm going to have someone else be there. I believe his name was Aaron. I'm going to have your uh, Aaron to help you, that he'll speak to Pharaoh for you. You speak to him, he speaks to Pharaoh. He's going to be a prophet. You're going to be a god. Do you believe Moses was a god? Have I, oh, I got you gone now. To Pharaoh, it says that he was a god. Pharaoh looked at Moses as a god. Sure did. It's what it says. And, uh, but Aaron is going to be a prophet. A lot of the things that God told Moses, he told Aaron, Aaron done what he, that God wanted him to do. But he said that, let's uh, <clears throat> verse 2, he said, And if thou refuse... Uh, to let uh, them go. Behold, I will smite all thy, what is it, borders uh, with frogs. 
a plague will come upon you if you don't let them go. All right. Now, if any of us sitting here, we'd done let them go, right? We'd have turned them loose. I don't believe he. I don't believe he is who he says he is. I just don't believe he is. I just don't believe Moses is who he says he is. Prove it. You got any witnesses? We've heard a lot of that going on here, ain't we? You got any witnesses? You got any proof? Well, yeah, I got proof. You know what? Matter of fact, God told me you'd ask that. Say what? He sure did. He said, "For he sent me down here." When I told him, I said, "Who are they going to say they sent me?" He told me, "Sent me. I am sent you." Well, you know that they're not going to believe what I got to say. I asked him that. Yeah, and that's right. You don't believe who he is. You don't believe me, do you? No. He says, show me a sign. And you know what? God prepared him. And he said, you tell uh, Aaron, throw down that stick that you got. He said, you tell him, throw it down. And he did just what God told him to do. And you know the story. The stick, he threw it down. It turned into a serpent. Man, great illusion, wasn't it? Is that a great illusion? Took a stick and turned it into a, a serpent? Man, that was a great magic trick, wasn't it? A little magic to it. Which one you think that uses magic and which one actually does what is real? God. Man uses magic. You know, man will use every tool he can to deceive you. Pharaoh had magicians and sorcerers that he kept people in line with because he would make them see things that they needed to see to help Pharaoh. He would confuse people. He would take things and make them uh, believe things that they would normally wouldn't believe because he had ways to make it look real, but it wasn't. By all appearances, it looked real. But by true facts, it was a fake. It was not real. Well, he tried to do the same thing to Moses. And said, big deal. Throwing that thing down there, and, and it, God turned it into a snake, and you're praising him and saying, oh, great, hallelujahs, and, and all this, big deal. I got men that can do that. And he did. He had actually had people that could do the same thing God did. Today's uh, society, you've got to be careful because it looks real and it's not. Man, you've got to be careful because it appears to be real and it's not. He threw it down. Everybody was in amaze. Oh. His people come up. They throw their sticks down. Whoa! Oh, man, I thought Moses, I thought he was a man of God. I, I thought he was a man that was sent from God. Man, can you imagine the disappointment? Can you imagine uh, the, the, the Israelite leaders said, well, I thought we had the, the right one. I thought we had the true one. They was able to do the same thing. thing that, now, what's happening here is doubt. Moses had won them over before they went to Pharaoh. He had won the children of Israel over, the, the elders over. They accepted who he was, that he was sin of God, that, that uh, the I am sent you. They accepted that. And now he stood before Pharaoh. Well, they stand there, all right, now let's see what Pharaoh's going to do now. We got the man of God with us. Boy, they's all pumped up. Boy, they oh, they ain't nothing now. But they did the same thing he did. See how the devil will, will put a horn of doubt in your head? And get you go, oh, I just know he's going to go free. They just know that he would see that and, and he's going to set us free because the mightiness of God had showed. Oh, man, he's just like all the others. He's another fake. See, we get so easy in that to, to believe something and 
we know it's true, but it's easier for somebody else to take that hope and that belief away because they're able to do it too. But theirs is a lie. It's a lie. It's a point of deceivement, and that's the reason they did it. They put all that down to deceive the children of Israel that they have the same power that Moses had. And they thought they had lost. But I want you to know something. God will always come out on top. God will always prevail. Always. When you put God to, uh, 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 in, a, in a fight or a battle uh, or, or to prove who he is one-on-one, uh, -on -one, he'll always come out on top. Why? Because he'll take his snake and eat up the other snakes. A fake snake can't do that. It's just, a, it, it's, it's just something that playing with your eyes. It's not real. It's still a stick laying there. You just seen it as a snake. They made you look like and made you think that it was a snake. It was still a stick. The difference was God's stick was real. He actually turned it into a snake. I mean, actually took a stick and turned it into a snake. Nah, you can't do that. Nah, nah that can't happen. Can you do that? Nah, I can't. Nah, nah. There's no way that you could take a stick and turn it into a snake. Come on. Common sense. Scientists will stand right there and tell you that's fast impossible to do that. There's nothing impossible for God. Pharaoh's got to understand he is dealing with God. And he's got to show him who he is. So what else could you do? Uh, make that snake grow branches? Well, I mean, could you make that snake walk on four legs? Could you make that snake uh, stand up and speak? I mean, that'd be a mighty thing, wouldn't it, if a snake stood up and started talking to Pharaoh? That would be amazing. But you know what? They said that could still be appear to be an illusion. If he did those things and they looked at it and said, you know, he, my guys can do that too. He said, but I'll do one better. He said, my snake is going to eat your snakes. Now, that ain't going to happen. Now, he didn't say that, so misunderstand. But to make it a point to Pharaoh that I'm not just being a magician or a sorcery or turning something into something that's not, I want you to know something. My God is real. He is a real God. And it said it swallowed up the other two snakes. Swallowed them up. There was no sticks laying there anymore except for one. And that was Moses. And he told Aaron to pick it up by the tail. Now Aaron had to have some faith. He had to have some trust. Tony, have you ever picked a snake up by the tail? You ever picked up a snake by the tail? Have you ever played with a snake? He's young yet. I figured you'd already been playing with snakes and mama getting mad. And we used to play with snakes all the time. We was all the time going out and catching snakes, wasn't we, Gene? And we never caught them by the tail. It only took one time to figure out you don't catch a snake by its tail. Because that business end, they come right back around there and bite you. So Aaron trusted in Moses, which trusted in God. And he said, pick it up by the tail. He picked it up by the tail, and it turned into a rod. Solid stick, once again. Now, in a way, it would look like, hey, that's a magician. You know, what's this carbonara effect? I think, man, he does things. It's just unreal. I mean, just unreal. So there's people see What's not there? What is Moses' message? What is Moses' message? Let my people go. We need to know Moses had one message. One message. And he's determined that that message would be delivered. Now, 
We need to keep with what we're fixing to happen this year. There's going to be a lot of changes this year. There's going to be a lot of things happen this year. There's no doubt in my mind, this year is going to look different than last year. Yet we're still going to have to uh, 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 put up with COVID this year. That's, that's an evident fact. That'll go biggest part of the year. I probably will be dealing with that the rest of this year, into the next year. But we need to understand there's nothing that God cannot do. If we stay true to God and trust in God, there's nothing that He can't do, that He can't bring us through. I know we'll get aggravated at times. We'll be frustrated at times. We'll be uh, heartbroken at times. But I guarantee you, if we stick to the plan, okay, just as Moses is, is expected to stick to the plan, what is the plan? You do what I tell you to do. That was his first thing. Moses, this is what I want you to do. Not what you want to do, but this is what I want you to do. Moses has got to stick to the plan. Moses has realized who he is. Moses has realized what he is. And now Moses has understood what he's got to do. We've got to stick to the plan. And the children of Israel will be set free if we stick to the plan. The plan is I'm going to bring plagues upon them. The plan is that they're going to realize that I am God. They're going to realize that you don't mess with God because I am who I say I am. But stick to the plan. Our problem is we don't want to stick to the plan. The plan is that if thou shalt confess with the Lord Jesus, thou uh, confess with thy mouth, the Lord Jesus, thou shalt be saved. The plan is salvation, freedom, if we stick to the plan. But now they're going to try to tell us probably this year that's not needed anymore. They're already saying uh, uh, thoughts and prayers is something that don't work anymore. They're already saying that. They're already working to the plan and their plan to do away with churches. They're already working to the plans and doing it to censure anybody that talks about anything they don't like. It's already been done. Already in place. We need to stick to the plan. What God set up years ago, we got to stick to the plan. I stick to believing that God is the only one. God is the true God. God is the one that saves worlds. God is the one that saves the people. God is the one that delivers. God is the one that gives us freedom. But we got to stick to the plan because they're going to try their best to talk us out of the plan. Just as they're going to, he tries to talk him out of what he's doing. Time after time after time, he met with Pharaoh. Time after time, he gave Pharaoh an opportunity. All I want you to do is let the children of Israel go on a three-day journey so they can sacrifice to God and worship. That's all I want. And Pharaoh said no. Pharaoh is bound and determined not to let them go. Plague after plague, hardship after hardship, struggle after struggle, they had to endure. Now, did this all happen within a week? Chris, did this all happen within a week? No. It takes longer than that to get rid of the plagues or get rid of the frogs. Can you imagine all them dead frogs? Shoveling them up? Can you imagine the people doing it? Well, I ain't doing it. Well, I ain't doing it. So, I mean, we got to understand, after one plague, it took a while for it to exceed or whatever you, what do you call it, to, to finally get gone. And here he comes again. All right, here he comes again. I'm telling you, 
If you don't let them go, there's going to be another one. Oh, please don't do that. Please don't do that. Well, let them go. Well, I can't do that. All I'm asking is that you let the children of Israel go. A three days journey that they can worship God. That's all I'm asking. Was Moses asking for too much? Was Moses asking for a great deal? I mean, it wasn't like he was asking for trillions and trillions of dollars. He was just asking, let the people go a three days journey that they can serve and worship God. What's so bad about that? What would be so bad that Pharaoh felt that he could not let the children of Israel go out three days and worship? Could, did he feel like he'd go bankrupt in three days? Did he feel like uh, the construction would stop, which it would stop for three days? It, and, and it would just totally uh, desiv- uh, 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 destroy the country because of those three days? Was that what he was concerned about? Uh, that uh, by letting them go for three days, buddy, it would, uh, totally, uh, chaos would totally set in? Was that what he was concerned about? Was that the reason he didn't want them to go three days journey and worship? No, he wasn't concerned about that. He was concerned if you give them an inch, they'll take them out. What kept the children of Israel there? Anybody realize that? What kept the children of Israel in bondage? Why couldn't they leave? Did they have walls? I don't don't really, they, they probably might have had chains. But what kept them there? I mean, do you realize we're talking millions of people here? What kept them there? What kept them from rallying together? What kept them from bucking Pharaoh? What kept them from saying, I'm gone? Something had to keep them there. You know what that was, don't you? Plan of the mind. Fear. The same thing is keeping people out of the churches today. It is. The reason, the children of Israel could have left years ago. The children of Israel could have left Pharaoh years ago. But the fear of them leaving and what Pharaoh might do kept them there. The fear. So they had to have someone that come in and, and, and was able to stand against Pharaoh. They was scared to even confront Pharaoh on their own and say, hey, we, do, we, we, we respect that you turn us loose. We don't appreciate how you're treating us. Because he probably would have them killed. He, he kept the fear that controlled them. He didn't have to put fences up. He didn't. But he had soldiers, buddy, that were stern, that cracked a whip. That kept them in place. Fear can overcome you. Fear can destroy you. Fear can stop you from living. Can it not? It's evident doing it today. There's people who won't even leave their house. They won't. They will not leave their homes today because of fear. And I understand we need to be cautious. I'm not saying to go out and, and be like an idiot and <laughs> lick on everything that you can find. I'm saying you got to be cautious. I understand that. But don't let fear overtake you. Praise God. We um, got Jackie back there and some older buddy, they wouldn't dare do what she's doing. I wouldn't dare get out of my house and go to church. That's where it's at. That's what, that's what the government, that's what a lot of the people want you to think. It's in the churches. It's not in the stores. It's not in the bars. It's not in the, uh, the, the, the restaurants. It's in the churches. We get them to close with this virus. I want you to know it's not in the churches. Yes, we have it, but it's because we caught it outside the church, not inside the church. But they're getting us to believe that it's in the churches. We got people today that believe it's in the churches. We got people today that stand away from the church because they're afraid. Just the way Pharaoh had control over the children of Israel. Fear will overcome the people. And he knew it. They've done that for years. 
Other countries do it. China does it. A common estate. That's how they do what they do. You talk against them, they know you'll get killed. Oh, you get arrested, but you never get out. It's because of fear. And you got some that stand up against them, and they're willing to stand and fight for the freedom, and they get killed for it. We got people today still dying for freedom. We do. We still got people today dying for freedom. Something that we enjoy. We got to still stand for freedom. Fear is something we got to get a hold of, get control of, because if not, it's going to keep us from doing anything. It's going to keep us from doing anything. Moses had one message. Let them go. That's what God wants. Can you do that? Can you, can you preach that same message? Let us go. Let us be free. Let us worship. Please, God, let us worship. Please, God, let us still reach out to those that are lost that they might be saved. Please, God. Don't let the fear stop me from being able to stand and preach uh, the, the crucifixion. Please, God, don't let the fear stop me uh, that to stand and say, without the shedding of blood, there's no remissions of sin. Please, God, uh, don't let the fear overtake me that I, I, can, I have to stop uh, preaching and sin. Uh, uh, beware, your sins will find you out. Please, God, please, God, help me to stand and continue to preach and not be afraid. A lot of our preachers today are afraid. They're afraid of the society. They're afraid of people. Organizations are springing up and springing up fear amongst us. We either got to believe their way or we'll be persecuted. Fear is out there. Am I right? Fear is out there. In a lot of different ways, fear is out there. We've been called a lot of different things. That's fear trying to overtake us trying to claim we're something we're not or trying to make us be something we're not. I believe first off we got to realize do we know who we are? I guess you could say the message Christmas, do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? Hopefully we can leave today and we can say I know who I am. I am a child of God and I'm proud of it. Man, we ought to be able to raise our arms the ones that can. Gene can, I think, but the ones that can raise it, see, I, I had trouble with this, but the ones that can raise their hands, man, they ought to be raising it and praising God, for I know who I am. I am a born-again believer in that in Jesus Christ, and I am tickled to death to be able to say I'm a born-again believer in that in Jesus Christ. Do you know who you are? That's a simple message this morning. Do you know who you are? The first thing that Moses had to figure out who he was. He had to figure out that he was an Israelite and not an Egyptian. He had to figure out he was a messenger of God and not uh, just a shepherd. He had to figure out who he was so he could be a messenger for God. You've got to figure out who you are to be able to be what you are. If you're lost today, I hope you can figure it out before you leave that I'm lost and I need Christ. Figure it out. It's not hard to figure. If I left this world today, where would I go? Heaven or hell? Where is your heart telling you you would go? Your heart pounding, pounding. Said every time he says anything about hell, my heart starts to pound. If they're good, in fact, maybe you're not saved this morning. Maybe that's what he's trying to get you to understand. Who are you? Are you lost or saved? Who are you? A simple, plain message that Moses brought to the children of Israel. And he brought it to Pharaoh. He first had to get the children of Israel on board. If you read that, it said, go to the elders of the children of Israel and you tell them this. He gave the children of Israel a message just as well as he gave Pharaoh a message. He said, this is what I want you to do. You go to the elders first and you get them together 
he's going to have to he's going to have to get a stirring. I believe that's what God realized. They're going to have to be a stirring. They're going to have to be an upset. They're going to have to get their minds in in one order and together. And and buddy, we're going to have to be together on this. Our problem is, and the Bible speaks about it, a house that divided cannot stand. So either you're on board or you're not. And that's the reason that Moses was went to the children of Israel and he talked to the elders of Israel. I believe that's meaning to, to the leaders of each tribe of Israel. And he started speaking to them. He said, now you go back and you go uh, to tell this message and that to the other tribes and you get them in, 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 in order. And you get them ready to stand. And then we're going to all cheer at the same time. And the wall is going to fall. It can happen today, but we got to get together. If we're divided, it's not going to happen. Well, where are we at? Who am I? I'm willing to stand. Are you? Are you willing to continue the fight or give it up? I mean, it's, it's, it's there. Uh, Cheryl, come and play a song. I'm going to give you an opportunity. I do not know your heart. I don't know what's within. I don't know what you feel is that I need to do. But I know that if you'll follow that little small voice that speaks within you, and you do what that little voice tells you to do, you won't go wrong. If God's speaking to you, and you know He's speaking to you, you could feel that. There's an urging. There's, there's a troubling. God is speaking. Let's all stand. God is speaking. What would you want to do this morning? Is your mind set where it needs to be set? Do you know who you are? Do you know who you are this morning? Spiritually, do you know who you are? I am a believer. I am a child of God. Do you believe that? Is that within you? Are you satisfied with that in your life? Are you satisfied? I am content. I have no worries. The end of time, nobody wants to talk about, is close. Closer now than it's ever ever was before. You better be sure that you know who you are. We don't know. We don't know the day. We don't know the hour. Don't know the time when Moses <laughs> plagued is the last one and we leave we don't know when the Lord turns over to his father and says his father says it's time let him go ha! hallelujah glory Woo! I'll be excited that day <laughs> I will you know why because I made it through all the plagues I made it through all the heartaches and trials and tribulations. I made it through all the troubles. And I've come out victorious because I knew who I was. I was a child of the living God. <laughs> I was a believer in that in Jesus Christ. He'll take me by the hand. We'll go home. If you're not ready today, you're taking a very big chance by going out these doors. Or who's to say this could be our last meeting? Who's to say? Just as they went through all the plagues, even that last plague, they weren't for sure if that was going to be the last one or not. That last plague was the worst plague of them all. It took the life of a firstborn. But all the other plagues. Do you realize they might have been sitting there after this plague wondering what was going to happen after it? Because look, they'd been a bunch of others before that. 
How do we know this ain't the last? We got to know. We got to know that we're ready. If this is the last one, if this is the last one, I hope we're ready. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you. Lord, we thank you for the message. Lord, Father, I pray that it went the way that you would have it to go. Lord, I just pray that, God, Father, it's touched every heart that it needed to be touched. Lord, as it touched mine. Lord, it's nice to know, and I understand, Lord, Father, that we need to realize and, and, and know who we are. Lord, I am a believer in that in you. But, Lord, I pray for those that might not be in exact place where they need to be. Maybe there's a doubt or maybe there's trouble and that within their heart this morning. And I pray, God, that you would help them, Lord Father, to understand. Lord Father, maybe get some uh, advice from someone else. But Lord Father, most of all, that they would just fall down. Lord Father, not try to understand it, but just fall down and say, God, forgive me, a sinner. Lord, it's not a lot of times we don't have to understand. We just have to accept what you're trying to give this morning. Not trying to understand what it's all about, but just accept the salvation of Jesus here this morning. And I pray if there's someone like that this morning, that they have accepted you here this morning, that they have cried out. I know you're listening. I know you care. I know that you know all about it. And you're waiting on them to ask. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. For it's in your name that I pray. Amen. Amen.